This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Progressive is America's number one motorcycle insurer, so we understand motorcycles. No, really, we have a bike translator. Okay, so this bike says she is struggling with her place in the motorcycle community. Well, she says she hasn't peaked yet, but she's having a little epiphany, okay. Oh, that maybe life itself is the peak. Hmm, interesting. In my experience, I found that... That's why I just translate. Not allowed to have opinions. Got it. Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to That Mill Podcast, us Friday Night Live. Hope you're all doing well tonight. Hello to the chat. Hello to everyone. Hope you're doing good. Anyway, let's get into today's show. Today will be the same old usual folk. First up, I'll come to him always, but, you know, hello, Mickey, Mr. X fan on the board. Hello. <laughs> hello, you can. How you doing? You all right? We missed you last week, mate. I fucking, I was doing a show with a bunch of fucking amateurs who, who don't seem to watch the game. I've got to um, say, you you anchored the show well, though, for, mate. So thank you've done, you done your bit. Good so. for is his name Kyle or Kai? Thank God for Kai. He <laughs> um he saved my bacon with some fucking actually some review review talk on the on the game because um our, our old friend Mister Fizzler slept through it and uh, the guest the guest guy on from all the way from the USA uh, didn't watch it because of the time difference. Well, yeah, I've anchored it better than you. Only because you're a wanker, but let's not let's not go no, there. Because I'm a media professional. But anyway, yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> good start to the show. It's endorsement deals, yeah. So that's right. Anyway, so hello to everyone watching, and also hello to uh, the Mill Fan TV lot. Kai, how you doing, mate? Say hello to your audience as well. I suppose just a little shout out to yourself and obviously your channel. Thank you very much for having me. I uh, hope everyone's doing well. Um, it's been a good, big, tough week, but looking forward to the show. 
Obviously, if it's the first time you've tuned in to us, it's an interactive show. So get your comments in. Say hello. I mean, even to the chat, even to Barry. Hope you're doing well, mate. Even Darren. Hello to Jim. Hi to Ben Parrish. He's saying hello to Kai there, mate. So Hi, Ben. <laughs> you say hello to us too, Ben. It's not a problem. Even <laughs> to uh, Dave Taylor. And um, yeah, we'll come on to a topic that Barry's put in there. But uh, yeah, hello to Mill CK as well. But yeah, obviously, guys, get your comments in. Get your thoughts in. Uh, you know, anything to do with me, what we'll be talking about. Obviously, today we're going to do a little bit about the Watford game last weekend, give our thoughts on that, and obviously, you know, another defeat, I suppose. But the season's dwindling out. I mean, Kai, I'll come to you first on this one. What did you make of last weekend's game? I mean, it was a bit of an experimental lineup. Saw a couple of youth players come in, um, and obviously, it was a 1 0 defeat ultimately, seeing Watford crown their promotion to the Premier League again and returning. So, yeah, what were your thoughts on the game last weekend? Uh, yeah, I thought it was. I thought actually played quite well, to be honest. I thought we we gave them a real good run for their money. I thought you know, uh, first sort of ten minutes they they started like they were they were gonna you know go me not come uh, go go to me on and and obviously got the penalty um, you know which was probably a penalty wasn't it in, in, in all fairness. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, I felt like they we probably weathered this storm after that for the first sort of ten minutes after that, and then I thought we started to rally up actually after that, and I thought we were we were probably the better side for the rest of the game, and we we're probably unlucky to come away with nothing to be honest. A bit of youthful energy, wasn't it, from Billy Mitchell, wasn't it? I think it's the first 10 minutes he's um, dived in there and obviously given away the penalty. And you're not going to get away with that one, are you? No, no, absolutely not. But after after that, he's he's you know he's proved why why he's come why he's come all that way. And I, I think he's um he, he he did he gave a really good account of himself after that. So yeah, fair play to him. What did you make of the lineup? I mean, so obviously we had, if anyone didn't know, we had Bill Kowski and goal, familiar sort of lineup there. Obviously with injuries, we had Cooper and Evans in the central defence with Marlon Romeo filling in on the right side of the back three. Uh, we have Danny McNamara right wing back, Scott Malone left wing back, Mitchell and Kiftenbeld in the middle, and then we kind of reverted to a three-four-three with Bennett, Bradshaw, and Wallace up top. But I mean, to me, I don't really want to discuss too much about the likes of Bradshaw, really. I'm also what I thought about Romeo. I mean, it was interesting to see him that right centre half position, don't you think, Kai? Yeah, definitely. Actually, I thought Romeo had a really good game. I thought, um, you know, we were we were saying about Pierce, weren't we? Last week, I know Mickey and Neil we were talking about Pierce, and and um, it was nice to see Marlon in the side. I just think he probably dealt with with the pace of you know um, Ismail and Sarr and, and Ken Semmer because obviously they kept switching. But uh, I thought Danny and and um, and Marlon dealt with that pace really, really well. Um, and it was also good to see Malone and Jed start after you know we we were we were questioning whether they would start because there was a couple of rumours you know that they were they were not fit. So it was good to see them two start as well. And um, yeah, I thought Bradshaw had a good game, but yeah, it was I thought Marlon was 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 but was very good actually, um, and it could be interesting to see him start there again maybe tomorrow if if um, if if if, if, if Rout wants to. It will be interesting there. I think, uh, Mister Neil Fizzler, how you doing, mate? You good? You on mute before you start talking? I'm sure I you wasn't going to start talking. Yeah, there you go. Just see. reaching for the unmute button. Never you know, I'm not on with Sam Warburton today where I've got to ask a question <laughs> I didn't unmute myself. You're um, a brand ambassador for Cornish Pasty as well in your local area I hear. So, um, you know, I'm sure you've got your fair few quid coming your way or at least three pasties. But yeah, what did you make of the game last weekend? Did you catch much of the game or? No, I've switched off when we went 1-0 down because we weren't going to do anything. It was a question honest. of... Well, it was just a question of how many we were going to get beat by. Yeah, well, at that time, well, we weren't going to beat Watford. I think if we were over ambitious, we were going to get spanked. It was definitely a penalty. It was a stupid, stupid tackle. Didn't didn't actually need to make it, I don't think. Summed up his first 10, 15 minutes, I thought. A couple of misplaced passes. The writing was on the wall, though, wasn't it? It was like the fucking Alamo to start off with. And Zulu Dawn, they were just flying. They were just wave after wave of attack, wasn't it? 
But Marlon Romeo, that was a brave decision, putting him in at centre-back, appeared to work. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it's another string to his bow. But there's not really much more you can say about it. It's another defeat. We weren't going to win there, so why bother watching it? I'll try and be positive about it because um, I did pretty much watch most of the game um, and obviously I discussed, like, you know, Romeo playing there. But I thought we actually played all right, all things considered. I think especially in the second half, you know, Watford obviously looks a bit nervy trying to get over the finish line. And, you know, fair play to them. They've got back promoted again. But, you know, we had a couple of chances, a couple of opportunities to kind of, you know, grab the game and maybe make it a bit more interesting. But... I thought overall we we competed, and I suppose that's all we can ask for. I mean, Mickey, did you catch the game on the weekend? What were your thoughts on the one nil uh, for Watford on Saturday? I think the the penalty is definitely a penalty. I think he took it well. I think you know Bart moved just before he took it, sussed it straight there. Um, but I think we we pretty much held them back from from scoring more. I mean, that could have turned into an absolute um, runaway. Really, they they wanted to win. They needed a victory. It could have turned away. Um, quite nasty for us, but it didn't. It, it was um, okay to a degree. I think Romeo showed some flair playing where he played. A um, bit of a gamble putting him in that position, but he seemed to cope with it okay. Um, I just think play, at the moment the players just want the season over. I think, you know, I think they're fucked. They need a good break. Um, and, and pretty much the same as us as well. I mean, you think realistically we've had what? We were talking about it before we went live. What four, five, four, five weeks before end of the season before then this season start there wasn't really a break, um, and everyone's just probably football fatigued to an to an issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I must have watched a different game to be honest because Bart walked off with a clean kit on the weekend. I, you know, I think Watford done enough to win the game and they were under a lot of pressure to get it done. But you know, I think we definitely could have scored a couple on Saturday. There was a couple of opportunities where I thought Bennett Bradshaw in particular. It's just this kind of same old, same old with Mill this season. I mean, the chat's a bit quiet. So, come on, guys, get us, let us know what you thought about the game. I mean, Dave Taylor's actually coming with a comment here. Uh, we have a manager that lies, says won't play youth, then does. Um, I think he's saying he plays youth when he thinks, you know, they deserve the opportunity to get a chance. I mean, it actually brings me neatly on to a bit of the youth news because we did see a few substitutions on the weekend and we saw Hayden Muller come in. We saw Tyler Bury come into the game. And at one point, I think we had three or four youth players in the same side, which is obviously impressive to see. No George Alexander, though, lads. And um, it surfaced later in the week. You know, obviously, we we're talking about, you know, could he be emulate, emulate his dad, so to speak? I mean, Neil, on, on your thoughts on that one. But, you know, he's been released by the club, by the looks of it. And he's uh, moving on to pass as new. Yeah, funnily enough, I was I was looking back at some comments that Rabbit said about him at the start of the season. And he seemed to talk him up a little bit. And uh, all of a sudden... I guess if your face fits with the manager, your face fits. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, he won't be the first, he won't be the last. It's unfortunate. I'd like to have seen him given a go. Christ almighty, we've had to put up with some right old shit up front this season, haven't we? Parrot and Sahor. So, but obviously the manager's paid to make the decision, isn't he? He doesn't think that he's got what it takes. And... Uh, has decided to release him. I think under previous managers, he'd have probably got another year or two and we'd have loaned him out because how long did we persist with Marquis? Eight, nine years, something like that. Was he at the club? He was at the club till he was 23, 24, wasn't he? But obviously the manager, yeah, but the manager uh, 
he, he, he doesn't fit into the manager's plans. So that's the way it is. He'll be 21 in later this year, Kai. So, you know, I, I think I'm, I, I can't claim to have seen a lot of George Alexander, but one critique I maybe would say is, you know, he didn't have the physique maybe to compete in the, in the championship, from my opinion. Obviously, you don't know until you give him an opportunity. So, you know, the manager's obviously made his opinion there. I think I saw him once with the FA Youth Cup game where Billy Mitchell scored that 30-yard rocket against Tottenham. And that's the only time I really saw George Alexander play. But it's a shame, really. It's not worked out for him. You know, the whole, obviously, tie to his dad and, you know, another Alexander could have been a good story there. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be for him. No, absolutely. I think um, I think you're right. I, I haven't seen George play too many times. I've only I've seen him play for the 23s a couple of times. And he, you know, he, he's he, yeah, there's there's no doubt in his record at uh, under 23 level. So you know, we, we shouldn't sort of uh, you know knock that. Um, I think with with him, I think um, I think you're right with his physicality. He, I think you know, he does maybe not look as as strong as maybe a championship striker should do. Um, but then why not loan him out and give him a bit of experience? Because you know that would have been the best way to test if he was if he was ready or not. Like um. They've, they've, we loaned Isaac Olof out, didn't we, to Sutton? And, and he's been scoring quite a few goals. So, and, you know, hopefully maybe next year or the year after he'll get a go. And, you know, with Alexander, it could have been the same. He could have done exactly the same. He could have scored more goals. You never know. And he could have come back and, and you know, just hope this one's not going to come back to, to bite us again, isn't it? Weren't, weren't there a comment? I mean, Neil, you said you would. Weren't there a comment um, around January time where he sat there and said that there's great prospects for... Gary Alexander, hence why he weren't loaning him out and everything you else. Keep saying then. Gary Alexander, George, George Alexander, George, George Alexander. <laughs> um, it's because I've been speaking to Gary the last week or so. So, yeah. so um, with George, that um, he wanted to keep him and not loan him out. Yet that was probably the best option what they could have done for for the lad really to help develop him was to loan him out. Mate, the comments I read was when he was when he came back from Concord Rangers, yeah, that's which I think was stuff. in September, and he kind of hinted that he had a long term future. Yeah, there's no doubting that he is a goal scorer at under twenty three level. Yeah, but as we know, the step up between the under twenty threes and the championship is uh, is quite big, but it just. There's something happened behind the scenes, I think it's probably quite safe to say, because you you, you just don't fall out of favour that quickly unless the manager's just speaking 20 shades of bullshit. Well, he made the bench a few times under Harris, didn't he? So maybe the change of manager had done him no favours. Obviously, Mitchell's kind of forced his way into it and there was a lot of talk about, you know, last pre-season, Mitchell being the standout player in midfield. I guess Alexander, ultimately, when he had his opportunity to show what he could do in training... Barry didn't like him and you know it's a lot of people saying in the comments here obviously um, we've got a few in here uh, Barry saying he'll come back to ruin us with no Vaseline um, we've got a comment about Romeo which I'll come back to in a moment uh, he's better than Bods or not or not what we say and he, I think you know it's it's hard to compare him because um, obviously they play the same role but it's, it, you, I've not seen Alexander so I can't really say a lot about him but I just know he, he looked like a you know a hard working mill striker but you know, ultimately, I guess, not judged to have the talent to compete at this level. Um, the boy saying, I told you last week he was going to leave and Abdul Malik would step up and replace him. Abdul Malik is the player that I saw in that Youth Cup game against Chelsea, who I was quite impressed with. Again, another player that's on the small side, but, you know, until you throw these players in, you're never going to know what's going to happen. Uh, Barry also said, it's another example of us letting a prospect go. The boy is an out-and-out goal scorer, not like we don't need one. Um, Dave Taylor, I feel that none of these players will have a lone doubt will play for us at all. I'm not quite sure what you're getting there, Dave, but just make sure to clear up for me. I, yeah, I think he yeah, I think he's saying that Isaac 
who's at Sutton won't play for us. I saw him play last week and thought he was awful. Yeah, well, myself, but then yeah. again, rough around the edges. Things. A lot of these players are like a bit like Ty Bury, you know, rough around the edges. And you yeah. know, there's a there could be a diamond in there, but you just got to maybe look a bit more for it and obviously give them the opportunity to play. I think a lot of this is a directive that I think the club needs to take. If you want young players to play for the team, you kind of got to force it on the manager. Ultimately, yeah. it's the manager's decision to decide whether or not he wants to play him. And you know, Mitchell was obviously cut up to the grade to impress Rowett enough, but. If you're not getting Berylson saying, you know, you've got to play six, seven youth players, give them an opportunity, then you're not going to see him, are you, I suppose? And ultimately, it's up to Rowett to decide that. Um, I think it's a little dig at uh, Mickey here, mate. Name drop there. I think it's about Gary Alexander. <laughs> Talk to Gary in the week. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I'm quite... So, well, yeah, what have you got to say about um, Alexander, Mickey? What's your thoughts? Obviously, you know, you, you, you've got a little relationship with his dad. So, um, you know, really, what, what, sure. I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say I've got a relationship with him. I, what, I would what about say that, Come on. I, I personally think that he should have been given more opportunity. You know, the problem is, it's like what I've said previous times before with, with the youth team, is that, you know, you can make or break a player by what you're doing. They, they gave him a first start, built his fucking, built everything up about him. He's putting good stuff in the press something's got to have happened to change that. And I think that, you know, we don't know what's happened. Um, and hopefully, you know, at some point we, we will know. We'll find out what's what, whether or not that becomes public knowledge or not, I don't know. Um, but I think... I think he'll come back. I think yeah, I think he'll go. He'll probably go, maybe go play with his dad for a bit. If he don't... if I think he'll have loads of people knocking on the door for him. I think, you know, if not, I think he'll probably go play with Glee with his dad and, and get some get some more match fitness in, get a few trials, and then slowly come back. Um, it's always going to be hard for the championship. It's the Alfie Pavey scenario, isn't it? Pavey's yeah. at Barnet, isn't he, on a contract? Yeah. And I don't know if he's going to renew or not, but I know he had a quite a long-term contract, had a couple of injuries. But, you know, Pavey's knocking about in the conference, and it wouldn't surprise me to see Alexander at a similar level, but obviously he's got a few years younger than him. He could bounce back. Go on, Neil. Yeah, funnily enough, I was going to say it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if he ended up at somewhere like Dagenham and Redbridge yep. or Bromley, somewhere like that. You know, yeah, Bromley, somewhere like that. Uh, maybe a Leighton Orient, but that might be a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, would yeah, we're judging by what people are saying. He's too lightweight. A lot of people say so. Do they, so do they send him out, or yeah, does he go somewhere, bulk up a little bit, and then well, come back? What he needs to do is we need to send George Alexander down to your house, Neil, for a couple of weeks so he can get on those pasties with you, fella. <laughs> no fucking chance, yeah? As soon as them pasties arrive next week, they're going to be eaten. <laughs> we're going to do, do Neil Does Live. Neil is going to demolish yeah. a box of pasties live for your entertainment. <laughs> Come die with me with uh, the 15th in the world journalist or 15th in the country journalist, Neil Fizzler. Yeah, come die with me on the pasties. I love it. I've got, I've got the vision in my head already. But, I mean, chaps, you know, the season's dwindled out. We're not surprised to see it go the way it has done. But with 12th place, I really feel like we missed an opportunity to try and finish really strong this season. Albeit the fixtures have been difficult and we've got a couple of games coming up that are a bit more favourable against teams in similar sort of form to us. But Kai, you know, like, I really want two top 10 finishes in a row and... We're three points behind QPR now. It could still go for us. And same with Middlesbrough as well. You know, we're in and around it, like three or four points behind them. But I think it's important to finish the season like with two comprehensive victories, hopefully, in the next two, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. And I think both games are, are really are really winnable. Um, Bristol City up next, obviously. Nigel Pearson's just signed a, a new, was it three-year contract, I believe? Three-year, yeah. Three-year, three year, so 
Um, so you always feel like when that when a manager signs a new contract, it's always one of them games that you could use. It always seems like a manager of the month award, doesn't it? We, you know, they're, they're always a bit vulnerable the next game. But, you know, I feel like we should win, win tomorrow, really. And then obviously next Saturday against Coventry is another good chance to get three points. Um, yeah, it's going to be the two tough games and, and both both teams, are both, both games are going to be sort of, you know, nothing, they're nothing to play for. But we've got to get, turn up and give a good account of ourselves. And I think there's a really good chance to finish top 10 if we can win, win both yeah. of them. I mean, Luton above us, it's true. Yeah, you're right, Barry. But to be fair to Luton, like, you know, they're a similar sort of outfit to us. They don't concede a lot of goals. And, you know, Nathan Jones has got them playing a style of football where they just buy into it. And to be fair, they're quite more attractive on the eye than compared to us at the moment. I'm not going to lie. And that game against us where we got that last minute equaliser, like, I thought Luton were quite decent that night. So, yeah, Luton are above us. But this is, I think this also to show is a missed opportunity. I mean, I'll come to Neil or Mickey. I don't know who wants to answer this one. Let me know what you think. But, you know, it's a missed opportunity this season. You look at Barnsley in the playoffs and you think to yourself, I saw someone mention Parrot up there. Like, you know, if people, you know, if, if you know, Parrot hit the ground running, didn't get injured, if, you know, we, we got kind of that goal scorer that was going to propel us up the division, it feels like the league's like, you know, aside from the top four or five clubs, it's a missed opportunity. Neil, you're nodding your head. So go on, I'll let you answer that one. Well, we aren't that far away. Let's be honest. Yeah, we've only had our arses handed to us two or three times this season. Bournemouth uh, was particularly bad at home, wasn't it, the other week where we lost 4-1. Middlesbrough away um, in December. Yeah, Middlesbrough away when we were absolutely fucking shocking. Not in Forest. So, Forest. And Swansea. So, <laughs> There's a few times, yeah, but, only, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's only four out of four games that we've played Mm -hmm. or 40-odd games that we've played. It's Mm -hmm. not bad. And and we go to somewhere like Watford last week who are flying, flying, and we're holding them for the majority of the game. We lost 1-0. What do we have? Two 0-0 draws with Norwich and they've walked away with it this season, Mm -hmm. haven't they? So we're not that far away from it, I feel. In in my view, Mickey, you're on mute, mate. If you want to make a point. Also, I mean, if we go back to the beginning of the season, we all thought that the Premiership teams weren't going to do fuck all this season. They were so shit towards the end of last season. But it looks realistically, I, I reckon all three of them are going to go up. I think the 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 final will probably be between. It'll be Bournemouth, I reckon, yeah. I, personally. But I, I think Brentford well, will do it this year because I want Brentford to play in their new stadium. I want Brentford yeah. to be up there in the Premier I think it'll be Barnsley. I think Barnsley, Bournemouth. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, so do I. Barnsley are more attractive on the eye, I suppose. But I think Brentford had their little wobble. They've won the last couple. I think they might just, you know, kick on hopefully at the right time for them. But um, yeah, you're. I mean, I didn't personally think that they would struggle this year. I'll be honest with you, Mickey, because this is the problem we've got in this division. You've got teams coming down with this parachute money and we're all talking about... You know, I mean, I don't know how much you guys spoke about the Super League last week. I did listen to bits of the show, but the idea of, you know, trying to get the rich richer in a sense. But, you know, like, I think ultimately, like, this division is very lopsided by teams that spend money, teams that have money, teams that compete at the top. A lot of teams that, you know, especially Norwich, Watford and Bournemouth in this case, they're up there for a reason because they've got the bigger budgets. I think it is really a monopoly in the league for them. And it is an easy kind of thing for them to, in the January window, to spend nine, 10 million. Norwich signed five players a day after they got relegated last season from the Premier League. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's, very, it's easy pickings for these sort of clubs. And they got their recruitment, you know, on point. Let's be yeah, honest. Well, you, uh, you think realistically, if, they, if all three of those go up, if all three of them come down last season, go back up, 
that's £120 million a premiership don't have to pay out. Um, and, you know, I mean, there was an interesting bit on the radio the other day. That, that £120 million should go down the league. The, mm-hmm. the Premier yeah, League's already written that. it off. Yeah, well, the Premier League's already written it off as part yeah, of... Yeah, they're talking about it, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're, like, talking so- about, yeah they're talking about... Yeah, they're talking about... Yeah, we're distributing it amongst everyone else, so we might get fifty p out of that. Because well, I don't think we should. I don't think the championship should get any of it. If I'm honest with you, I think it should be League One and Two. They're the clubs what have really fucking struggled since all of this. And 120 million pound. If that went League One, League Two, and League Three, League Four down down the down the path as such, you know, further down to the to the teams what have really fucking struggled for all of this, then that's to me what you know funding the, the football triangle will be. But it won't. It will go back into the premiership and it will get split between them all because, you know, you think realistically, come come next season, those three didn't go down. Those three didn't go up. You've got another three then coming down. You've then suddenly got six teams in the championship with £100 million each or, or you know, the, the second year parachute payments, £40 million each. You've got the ones coming down with £100 million. They could pretty much outspend us without breaking a sweat. And that's why you're not getting decent players. And this season, we underperformed, I think. One, we didn't really underperform that massively considering what we had. We had loads of injuries. We had no decent striker. We had no great 15 scorer. You know, Jed's our biggest goal scorer and assist out of the, the team. Hopefully, Budvarsson doesn't get sold and scores 15 goals next season for Omar Strike. Also, um, also, Jed, also, Jed Wallace, if you're listening to this, which you probably aren't, please sign that contract and make sure you're secure for the next four seasons, please. Pretty, please. <laughs> but that's it, but yeah. But no, you, do you know what I mean? It, I think it's been an absolute fucking horrible, horrible season all round. It's not been football that's been enjoyable to watch 90% of the time. And I just think that what it's shown this year is that football is is pretty much where everything was gone on. It's all about money, ranging from the Premiership not wanting to help out the other leagues unless you know they pay loan loan uh, interest if the government gives these clubs money. When these fuckers are floating around in millions and millions of players, if we weren't pounds, if we weren't playing players three quarters of a million pound a week, then you know these clubs wouldn't be needing the three hundred million per team from the Super League or, you know, these multi-million pound sponsorship deals and everything else because they don't need, I mean, most of the money in these clubs go on wages. I mean, even ours, when we had Kieran on, it's ridiculous money what we spend of the income on wages. You wouldn't have it in any other business. I think we had an average um, wage of 10,000 plus for the squad, wasn't it? Like, obviously, it fluctuates a bit throughout the squad, but average 10,000 per squad member. So, you know, it's considerable wage. Yeah, but the good thing about this season is that hasn't it been funny watching the likes of Derby County back in with Wayne Rooney in charge battle against relegation and things like that? It 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 it, it just makes me think that it probably hasn't been that bad a season for us all in all, has it? Well, Once you take everything into account, it. Okay, the football's been pretty turgid, but that's only because we've been watching every game. 
and there's so much football on yeah. that you just don't get a break from it. And it has been Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, it. Tuesday, hasn't it? I'm glad you mentioned Derby, though, Neil, because, like, you know, a couple of comments in here, I think it's from the same person. So Dave Taylor, right? So first he's gone, do we trust Rowett with the summer money, which that'd be one question. But also, why don't we take a gamble and take the money and run? As in, I'm sure he's saying, you know, speculate to accumulate, spend some money, and hopefully it works out. Derby is a prime example of spending above your means and then hitting the fan a little bit. And hence why they've got a lot of kids out, you know, that a lot of players that are playing that maybe not might be up to the level and they've been left in the deep end because they've had to cut their wage bill quite significantly. It's it's a tricky question. But I mean, the first one in that is, do we trust right with the summer money? I mean, Kai, do we trust him, Rowett? Are we thinking he's going to make some good signings in the summer that could propel us up even further the league next season? I hope so. I really hope so, because I think we need... We need strikers. There's been a couple of rumours this week, hasn't there? On you know, you, you get you get them rumours every every sort of year, and and it's funny enough, all three of them have been midfielders. Um, Jamie Patterson being one who plays for Bristol City, which yeah, one of them. But oh, I like him. Um, but mm. again, he's he's very injury prone. Um, so do you get another sort of situation with like a Kenza Hall where they come mm. in, even though it'd be permanent? Would he be injured most of the season? He's a good player if you can keep him fit, but that's a big if. Um, you know, but I, I, we we do need strikers, and I, I do. I would. I don't know. It's a tough one because I think with the money that Rowett has spent, I think he spent it quite well. If you look at the the signs we sent, spent last the money we spent last year. But then again, you know what that boy has just said. You know, Son Belonga and Ashley Fletcher are out of contract. Would be better to get maybe a free a free sign. I'd, I'd, I'd take a risk on a Son Belonga, even Ashley Fletcher, maybe to an extent. But he's like, he's commanded big fees, and he, I think he even played for West Ham at one point. And he's commanded big fees, and and Ketia, I can't see us ever paying for his wages because I imagine he's on probably fifty thousand pound a week or something silly, even though he's at Arsenal. Brit as Son Belonga is going to be on fifty or sixty k a week. Yeah, no, I wouldn't go that far in the Championship. Maybe he thirty. Is. I'd he say is. If he they're is, in a premiership team, if they're, if they're playing you in a premiership me, team... I know his down, agent. They're, they're, I know they're... his agent. He's on a serious amount of money. They paid 15 million quid for him. Did they play 15 million quid for him? Yeah, from Forest. I think was, that? Yeah. yeah, but he's he never played in the Premier League. He's never played in the Premier League, though. Yeah, but it doesn't matter these days. It, I think I, don't, I think 60,000 is a stretch in the Championship. Days. I agree with you. Like, he's probably yeah, he's on, on 40, money. 50k a week. Yeah, He's not going to be on 30k. He's going to be on a lot more than that. Yeah, guarantee it. Actually, yeah, do you know what I was gonna? Sorry, I was gonna say Neil that there was that way in January there was a bit of chat between um, Bristol City and Borough. I don't know whether you all saw it, but you know they were talking about uh, swapping Deju and Asamba Longa. Mm-hmm. In fact, they were saying that Deju was on more money than Asamba Longa. I believe. I, I think that was the. But, I think yeah. that was the reason they they couldn't swap them because Deju was on more money than Asamba Longa and Borough couldn't afford yeah. it. That's, that's what I, I remember hearing. But well, I don't know if that was right or not. I think personally with Rats recruitment though, if you think about the players he signed in this side, right? I think. There's there's a vision there and there's an idea and like an identity to what he wants us to be playing. So I, I feel like I do trust Rowett. You've got to trust him because, you know... I think he's done all right myself. I think he's done all right. Some of his signings you are see all right. Bennett, he's kind of, you know, he's, he's got a run of games together and he seems to be playing all right. He's got a little knock yeah. at the moment, but I think a lot of players Definitely. are playing through it at the moment. I mean, yeah, he's, a, few, a few loan signings have been a bit hit and miss. You know, obviously Woods is a scenario that, you know, we won't even talk about right now because you know, there's a couple of people in here. Yeah, but loan signings are hit and miss, aren't they? Exactly. That, that but, is actually the nature. But if you look at Keith, Keith looks like a player that could play for the next two, three, four years at Millwall and actually, you know, put a shift yeah. in and I think it will fit into, you know, what we can do, what we are about a club. Scott no. Malone probably should be signing on a permanent deal. I don't see yeah. why he wouldn't. Another player that's come in and done really well. George Evans looks a solid, George, solid signing. Yeah. 
another one that takes a lot of boxes time, for it? us. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a there's a core to the team there that you know that he's signed, and you got to think, you know, fair play. Like he's not got many signings wrong. I don't think so. I think well, it'll we, be interesting what we do with the Snyder of Woods and stuff like that. But go on, Mickey. I know you want to say something now. I oh, know no, there was a, a thing in the um, in the football league world yesterday talking you know, with a source or whatever, but they reckon that Millwall said that they, they will be prioritising the sign of a striker this summer. Yeah, we'll yeah they to. took that from we'll the South to. London press. Yeah, they mm. took that from the South London press. Uh, I, he, he he hasn't done. Well, if he comes from the South London press, he... then I believe it because Richard Crawley. Or, or, um, yeah, but it's actually a quote from Rowett, if you read it, and it actually said talking to the South London press in it. But what I, but I think he was probably hamstrung by Alex Aldridge leaving, and then it took him quite a long time to get his Harvey bustle in, didn't it? Or whatever. Do you think he was fired though? Sorry, I think. Uh, do you think Alex Aldridge was fired? He jumped ship. I don't know, mate. He uh, ship. I, he jumped ship. I think he jumped ship. He, he's, gone from, a... he's gone from Mill to Stoke. That's like in all sense purposes, not to say it's it's not a step up in football, but it's a step up in I'm sure salary and football club mm. stature. So I reckon it was a. a I don't think. Up. Yeah, well, I can just see MFC 1885's comment there. We need a striker, a centre back, and maybe a centre midfielder. I don't think you're going to see an awful lot of movement in this transfer window, I think what you'll see is you'll see two or three better quality players coming. Okay. Well, let's yeah. play a game then. And maybe Neil, it's relating to that. And I, I've got, I've kind of put you on the spot a little bit, Neil, but also I'll ask the rest of the guys. So Bilkowski is the goalkeeper fielding probably goes right. And then Definitely. you've got a Slamford left, right? So you're probably going to see a goalkeeper coming in the summer back up to uh, Bilkowski. That's fair to say, I think. No, uh, I don't know. I, th- I don't think he'll keep Samford go- as backup. I don't. I can't see it. Could he go with Samford? I, I don't know. Yeah, you never know. Not sure. Personally, I think he'd probably go in for an experienced number two as backup. Maybe even call back Luke Steele. I think he signed a deal for... Who did he sign a deal for during the week, I saw? Was it Cambridge? or It was a conference club I saw somewhere um, that he, he's come back for. But I think we'll go in for experienced number two to be backup to Bart. And then you've got the defenders, right? You've got Cooper. He keeps. Hutchinson yeah. keep. Scott Malone hopefully stays. Danny yep. Max stays. Yep. Muller will be in and around the squad, hopefully. Definitely. Yeah, he's yeah. already said that, hasn't he? Exactly. I think. Pierce, I think, goes, personally. Yeah, hopefully he goes, yeah. So that's five, <laughs> one exit and five that stay. Marlon Romeo? Oh. Go. Go. Salad. And then Murray Wallace. So you've got six defenders there, and you break it down, you've got four central defenders. We'll probably want to play five. So there will be a, you know, a, we want to play five at the back. So there'll probably be a central defender that comes in. I agree with that notion. And then you've got Danny Mack, right wing back. Scott Malone, left wing back. Shane Ferguson probably goes. So you're probably going to see a left Tienza. wing back coming. Yeah, well, as well. maybe Tienza, is he going to stay or not? It's it's hard to say. I mean, okay, so then there you're probably looking at maybe a full back coming in, I reckon. And maybe you could, we've got Murray Wallace to play his left back, Neil, would you reckon? Yeah, but he's already said he's not going to make too many signings. So if Romeo in, goes, though, there aren't going to be wholesale changes. Is it really the type of season to get rid of play? I mean... Is it the current situation? Is it to get rid of players? I mean, are you going to get the money you want for Romeo? I think, I don't know. I think if you want to play Danny Mack, Romeo's going to be unhappy if he's not playing. Unless Romeo plays right side centre-half. I really like George Evans playing in the heart of the defence on Saturday. I think if Woods doesn't sign, 
it wouldn't surprise me next season to see Evans in the middle of the back three, Cooper on the left side, Sean Hutchinson on the right side, and that's a solid back three. And then you've got Danny Mack and Scott Malone. That, for me, the defence is top draw for this division and will do an able job. And then what I also will see is a change of style because then I think Woods doesn't sign in the summer, personally. I think Woods goes. And then you have a bit more of industrious midfield. You're talking Billy Mitchell in there and um, maybe alongside uh, Ryan Leonard's. And I think then yeah. you've got a, a 5 2 3 being Wallace Bennett and then a number nine that scores us the goals. I, I can see. Yeah, and then the, you've also got Keith in there. Team. Yeah, and Keith yeah, as well. You've also got yeah. Keith in there. Sometimes uh, you want to go three central midfielders in there to shore it up. Then what, happens, then what happens with Ben Thompson? Does Temp. Yeah, does Ben Thompson, Thompson stay or go? I think Thompson goes yeah. in the summer. Personally. Yeah, well, I think he goes as well. I, so, I yeah, this is the list. So. For midfielders, I, I count Evans as a midfielder, but I think he'll personally be considered a central defender next season. Um, and then you've got Ferguson going. I think we all agree Ferguson will be gone in the summer. Yeah. And then you've got Keith, Mitchell, Thompson, who you think will go. And then Williams will probably go. And then yeah, Ryan Woods certainly. and Ryan Woods and Leonard's. So Woods is probably, I think Woods is gone personally. I don't know. What do I you think? think? Yeah, possibly Woods. I, I, think don't think, gone, yeah. I don't think Romeo's going anyway. Picture this. You're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. If you have bills and debt piling up, a personal loan through NetCredit can provide funding up to $10,000 to help you get back on track if eligible. Visit netcredit.com today. All NetCredit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the NetCredit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com slash partners for more information. If Robo was going anywhere and they wanted to do anything with him, he would have gone, he would have gone during the last window, which he didn't. Okay, Mickey. Thing. Danny Mack, who's your right back? Matt Namara or Romeo? I think it's going to be shared between them because I don't think I think it's going to have to be shared between them because you know you the trouble the problem is are they both at the level where they will show the same consistency week in week out and you I have Matt to Demora, say, name me a bad he, Matt Matt played fourteen games for us this season name me a bad Matt Demora game. Name me a bad Matt Demora game. I, I agree but, with you competition, but. But you look at it, yeah, and he dropped him for no apparent reason and played Marlon. And you know what so, I think, guys? That, that was shot window. That I'm telling you now, and I know, Neil, you disagreed with me at the time, but that was shot window because he's played him ever since, that right wing back, Matt Marlon, now he's come back in. I think I think that was shot window, personally. I think that was purely, just to remind you, Romeo is a player that's available. If anyone wants to take him, this is what he's like. Matt Marlon signed a long-term deal. I think Matt Marlon is the right back for next season, and I think Romeo won't want to play second fiddle, personally. Um, and then going on to the strikers now and the attackers. So we've got, I think every each of these players are contracted to the club, aside from Matt Smith and Sahor. Um, so you've got Mason Bennett, Bod Fardson, Jed Wallace, Tom Bradshaw, Connor Mahoney. There's five attackers there. Who stayed out of them? Yeah, but you've also actually missed off Tyler Bury. Yeah, well, Bury, I think, is a youth player. He is in here on the list, but. Will he be around next season? I think he gets a loan deal. Personally. I think yeah. a lot of I think a lot of the attack will depend upon what happens with Jed Wallace. Mm, yeah. If Jed isn't if Jed isn't going to sign a contract, then they're going to have to try and sell him, aren't they? I saw an interview the other week. To... I think there's good vibes about Wallace signing a new deal. 
So um, I think what is appreciated, yeah, but, but it's hard yeah, to say. Yeah, but I agree. you never. Yeah, but you never until until they're off the social media ban and they say that. Do you not know his age? They, uh, if I was to have a look, I probably might. I, I just no, I, I, I won't think. I was just, it was just a question because it, it, I think he'd probably sign. I think he'd be stupid not to sign. He plays every game, um, he's in the team regardless, every single game. So, for a football player, that's all you want in it. You want to be playing the team as long as they pay him the money, what it potentially he wants, then it, then they go. Um, yeah, well, we've said in the money. past that he's probably playing. Almost as good a level as he really good enough to play at, isn't it? Yeah, but let's be honest. Yeah, he isn't going to do much better than Millwall. So, do you stay? You, well, look at Savile. Savile, where Savile had it made it, he was he was playing week in week out every game, and then you know Borough come in for him. Yeah, Millwall made out of that lovely. He gets twenty five k a week or thereabouts, um, but he's not playing. So, you know, it don't really matter if you're getting 20, you know, you could be that sort of player who gets, you know, a bundle every week. But if you're not playing, that's got to be a pain in the ass. If you're a footballer and you want to play football, you've got to be playing football every week. Um, I think that was one of the mistakes. He got his head turned and, you know, he went and, he, and you know, took, he's not on 25. He's on nearly there. I think he was promised 25 grand. But, you know, um, I think it was probably twenty five grand by the time the contract had finished, wasn't it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I there think was probably Jed, a four year I think deal. Jed just, Jed just knew where you know where things were and knew that actually potentially going there, he weren't going to get a game every week and staying at Millwall. He's playing every week. Does uh, Matt Smith get a contract for next season, lads? I think he should, shouldn't he? Yeah, so do yeah, I. But yeah. He should do. Yeah, but yeah. he should do. But I don't think he has. I think he's already told him he's going, hasn't he? Well, no one said yeah, anything. Yeah, that's if you believe but... off anyway. Correct. Well, this is, I think, personally, if he's willing to play a backup role and sit on the bench and be that half-hour-to-go player when we're chasing the game and want the ball to stick up top, you, you've got no better than Matt Smith, I think, at this level, personally. Especially for, See, you know, he's probably on actually... a fair wage, probably. He's not expensive, I don't think. So, I think I'd personally offer him a deal if he, if he wanted to stick around. Yeah, well, I would actually... Yeah, but I would keep him above, uh, obviously, Bavardson. And also probably above uh, uh, Bradshaw as well. I think he offers a lot more. I think he, I think he scores twice as many goals as those two put together. Really, doesn't he? I'm sure MFC N85 plays football manager. Not to take the piss, mate, but I agree with you. Callum Patterson would be a useful option for um, a, a potential versatile player. Again, plays that similar kind of, you know, he can play anywhere pretty much across the midfield and up front, um, and also is that kind of target man option. So yeah, I mean. Callum Patterson could be an alternative to Smith, I suppose, in that sense. But, yeah, I mean, the club wasn't going to turn down £8 million. I'm sure we're talking about Jed Wallace here, no? I'm sure yeah, they said... Savile, I think. Savile. Oh, George Savile, of course. Yeah, yeah, Chabble, right. yeah it would have been Savile. Yeah, you're right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so the forward line, I think the majority stayed. Does Colin Mahoney stick around for you next season, Kai? Um, oh, see, that's the thing. I, I want. I'd like to see him tomorrow. I'd like to see him start because we, we were talking about this the other, day, the other week when we were saying yeah. how we need to see him play and stuff. I, I'd like to see him start tomorrow, I think. It's a good opportunity to, to show to show what he's worth, and I think he's a good player. So yeah, I'd like to see Connor stay. I think he, he needs to get a run of games under his belt. I think he's quite similar to Mason Bennett in that way. That you know, once he gets a get run of games going, maybe we'll see the the, the Mahoney that we bought well, under Harris. So I'm, I'm really hoping we do, and because I, I think he's he's got really good potential. It's a hard one, isn't it? I think um, potential is the key word, and it's the same as Bennett. You know, Bennett eventually has come good. I feel like, especially since the turn of the year, but. 
Mahoney's there not really shown it. In there. Yeah, he's yeah, not there is though, a player he? in there somewhere. I think he was unlucky with all the injuries this season. Mm-hmm. So he's well down on fitness and everything else, isn't he? And does that put a doubt in the manager's mind? Does Rowett think, well, I haven't needed him and I've not missed him. Mm-hmm. So does he... It's a strange one. I actually quite agree with Gavin Smith, where he says, "I'd give yeah, but I'd give Mahoney till January." I think that's a good comment. Right? Yeah, really good comment. Uh, it's a he's a good option to have, isn't he? Bennett and him, I could see them both being the left side option in a forward three. You know, I could see Bennett and Mahoney competing with each other to kind of nail that position, and I think that's a friendly competition there as well. So I agree with you. I think Mahoney does offer something. It's just keeping him fit. And also, you know, getting him to play consistently at a, a decent level. You know, so let, let's, I want to nail down what our 11 would be, as in like a best, like a solid 11, aside from a couple of blanks. So the blanks being positions where we think are questionable, right? So Bill Kowski in goal next season, that, in our best 11. I'm assuming we're going to play 5 2 3 chaps because my, he's not deviated from it a lot. And I think that's, that's what, what he's going to play. He did go to the three midfield to shore things up in the troubled spell and it got us out of it. But I think he'll go for two central fielders and three attackers. I'm going to go Cooper and Hutchinson are guaranteed to play. And then you've got a questionable middle that one in the centre-half position. So centre-half, I think Evans will be that option. But I'm not sure, so we'll leave it blank for now. We're going to say McNamara and Malone left wing back. I think arguments there, rest 11. I think that that's definitely a team there. Definitely. Midfield, Ryan Leonard's. I think he's probably the first midfielder on the team sheet for me. I think, you know, if he can repeat the level we were playing at before his injury, it, for me, he definitely gets in the side and holds that position down to a T. And then either Keith or Billy Mitchell, competition there. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Wallace is consistent, plays the right wing position. Left wing, we're going to have Mahoney and Bennett competing. It's just that up front position. So the blanks for me are up front and centre half. Didn't Luke still say he was playing as a striker? Maybe we're signing him as a fucking striker. Yeah, yeah. Up front and centre half. I think they're the two positions I'd really want us to recruit the most. I want us to get... I I think Evans could be that centre half, but I want us to maybe get, you know, Cooper and Hutchinson are consistent as ever, but maybe just that centre half that can play with the ball. And I think Evans is that option. So maybe that answers the question. But we're barely putting news at Den this week that Romeo might be as a as a centre back going forward now. Well, yeah, I mean that might then mean that we don't have to recruit for a central defender next season. But then you're going to leave numbers tight for injuries if you get them. Like how this season, you know, like we said it earlier, injuries hit us yeah, hard. We were so. talking about that kid. He's yeah, wasn't he? You got a kiddie somewhere who's gone uh, out on Alex, Alex Mitchell. Yeah, Alex Mitchell. That's him. So mm. maybe yeah, well maybe you've got. Hayden Muller will step up a little bit, a, a little bit more onto the bench. Alex Mitchell, who he seems to rate very highly, mm-hmm. he says he's a bit of a unit. Uh, so I don't think we're going to see an awful lot of recruitment. If I'm yeah, well, if I'm honest, if we think we're going to sign five or six players, I, I don't think, think it's going to happen. I think it's going to come out a lot of shit. And yep. a lot of it will depend if he upon, moves players on. Yeah, what happens to the likes of Bavardson, yeah. uh, Connor Mahoney, Bradson, Bradshaw, Brad you know, <clears throat> Mahoney, yeah. you know, Ben Thompson. If he moves players on Thompson, and yeah. it gets the wages out, and then also maybe a little fee, but I think the key thing would be wages. 
then we'll maybe see some movement and get more players in and he can get more of his stamp on the team. But let's be honest, I think it'd be quite hard to move some of the players that we're mentioning there because Budfarson's probably on a fair contract. He's not going to get a decent championship gig. It might have to be a low championship team that might have to pay him less. You know, is, are we going to be able yeah, to move Budfarson? I don't know. Yeah, we might well, yeah. go abroad. Yeah, well, maybe somebody in the Middle East or or even China or somebody. Or state. Or, China's not, yeah. China's yeah. not doing it no more, though, are they? The money's not there in China no more. They fucking yeah. stamp down on that. But, yeah, well, yeah. Gavin says, Rowett says he wants three or four, and I yeah. think that's all. That's that is literally all you're going to see, and I think I think he'll be looking to do his business quite early. Would you go hell Mary on a striker? If I said to you, you can sign only one player, but it'll be a £5 million striker, would you be happy with that? Yes. If he's proven... Yeah, well, obviously, yeah, championship. Yeah. Striker. so like if you've got the exact same squads, but you've got a striker up top that's going to bang the goals in, that's it, isn't it? And that's all we're missing. It, I think it's honestly all we're missing at the moment on this side. Yeah. So it's a, it's a broken record, but I, I want to move on anyway. It's very um, light, though. It's very light, though, Omar. If we, if we, uh, if we end up with the same kind of level of injuries that we've had this season. And we're offloading five or six players. We're only bringing one in, correct? Yeah, or two in. That's it. It's going to leave us very, very, very tight, and we do pick up a lot of injuries, don't yeah. we? Especially on the training ground. He refers to bodies a lot, so like he'll go, you know, body, if we can get bodies out, we'll get bodies in. And I think he means by that, if we get the squad players out, I'll bring some more squad players in that can compete. So I think the, the, that's why I wanted to do that exercise at start eleven because for me, the only two questionable positions for next season for me is centre half and striker. The rest of the team, I'd, I'm quite happy with. Like you know, if Malone stays as well, I think Malone's a crucial one. I hope we've already got a deal done. I think it's really done personally. I hope it's just like you know, as soon as the season's finished, Scott Malone signed the permanent deal. Jordan Rhodes is absolute dog shit. Yeah, <laughs> if we're going to yeah, but if we're going to talk about the likes of Jordan Rhodes, yeah, we might as well fucking pack up and not bother. He is it. still at Sheffield Wednesday on that five-year deal he signed when he signed for yeah, him five years he, ago. It's yeah, he's a professional Northerner, yeah, <laughs> isn't he? Let's face it. He, he, ten years ago, Jordan Rhodes would have been worth a shout. Yeah. But not now, Christ Almighty. He's he's no better than Bavardson and Bradshaw. Come on, no, Mark, get onto this fucking stupid fucking Twitter blackout. Well, yeah, I was going to mention that uh, Twitter blackout. Oh, here he goes. He's yeah, yeah. But he wants a rant. Well, we've let's, had an, let's leave it yeah, short. We've had an adult discussion. Yeah, well, we've had an adult discussion for about fifteen minutes. So now it's time for. Um, yeah, but this is a rant brought to you by Mickey Simpson. Go on, Mickey. Yeah, Mickey. Go on, it's not a rant at all, mate. It's just maybe I might be able to get more than fucking four words in without you opening your fucking mouth. But anyway, let's go. I've got the time to fucking go for the rant. I think it's all bollocks. I think this whole fucking Twitter storm, blackout, I'm doing it, you're doing it, everyone else doing it, um, is just absolute fucking waste of time. If you want to make a statement, close down your accounts. Close down all your accounts for four days. As a, as a point of interest, go four days, off we go. No, no activity across them. No one can look at any of your content. No one can do nothing. Then you're making a statement. At the moment, you're leaving the moment. There's commercial revenue coming to you. Do you know what I mean? That's the, that's the problem what I don't understand is you've got people like, um, I mean, Neil was saying rugby clubs. You've got fucking football clubs. You've got. Um, I think Premier Formula League, Sky Formula Sports, One. Formula One, everyone else doing it by not posting everything on there. 
if you want to make a stand, then either go after the people who are writing these comments. And some of the stuff I've seen this week directed at female players, you know, like, oh, well, I'd fucking give you a good this and I'd do this and I'd do that, blah, blah, blah. You've been ruined. You've been this. You'd be going after people. Get yourself a lawyer. There's going to be lawyers out there what would love to fucking make a name for themselves. Go after them. The racism, the, you know, anything what's massively bad, go after these people. Well, Mickey, make make is, a statement. Mickey, this is the point, though. That it's not the club's responsibility to go after these people hidden behind an account. It's the network or the social media platform that needs to do it. This is why no, the club's, free- the, this is yeah, what the club's the, suggesting. Yeah, I know social you, media is freedom of speech. The, the, the social media and all that, people do it under an anonymous name and everything else, right? Because... You could join Twitter tomorrow and it will give you an anonymous name without you doing it. It'll be something like, I don't know, you could have fucking Andy, 67943321, whatever. But there are people out there, and the clubs have got the money, there are people out there that if you really want to find someone who's hiding behind a screen, giving it all the big one, you'll get their IP address, send them a fucking letter, shit yeah, them up, course, do whatever you need to do. But what I'm saying is banter and giving, you know, a bit of abuse, a bit of this, as in... It's in the form of banter. I'm not including racism, sexism, fucking homophobic, threatening to rape people and all that bollocks. I'm saying, you know, the normal side of banter, Twitter isn't real, Facebook isn't real, it's full of fucking strings, but it's it's there what, what goes on. But by the fact of every football club in the country not posting something for four days, but leave their accounts open so that... All the views of people looking at an account, everything else is still counting up into their total. It's not affecting them in any way. All they're doing is going, we're just not going to post nothing. But it's well, not a principle about viewership, though. Who cares about numbers, mate? It's, it's saying. They are. If they no, weren't, I'm if they weren't about it. I agree with you, but I'm playing counter at this. So if they if they close their account, it doesn't make a difference whether it's open or not. I know you're no. saying it still gets the viewerships, the retweets, the numbers. But the point is, is people look at Twitter a lot. People like to see what the clubs are up to. They're offline. Look, a lot of big clubs have a big following on YouTube, everywhere. They've just come off it completely. It's like three or four days, we're shutting down. I agree with you. A lot of it is, you know, let's all jump on the bandwagon. Let's all do the same thing. Let's all do this. It's, you know, a lot of things are like that in our society nowadays. We all know it, but something needs to change. And I don't know if you saw today, I think um, United banned six fans. They found six people online who were racially abusing Son Hu Ming after their Tottenham game. Um, Tottenham United, they found six players and banned them. So clubs can do their bit, but a lot of it is difficult to do. And like, that's when they say there needs to be a policy or needs to be something from whoever manages Twitter, whoever manages Facebook. do 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 you want Twitter to manage what you say on there or not? Surely we're all grown ups, right? I would never in a million years post a racial comment. But or, a lot of these people or, are kids doing or it. Threaten... It's problem. Yeah, but, it does... yeah, but that, that's a what I'm saying to you, right? So, you know, look... most of the most of the abuse what's on there is just fucking abuse, right? And it's, you know, what, what I'm saying is, is that, yes, the racism's bad. Yes, this is bad. But what we've seen with social media, especially over the last year, is that if your opinion isn't the same as a certain majority of people... You'll get hounded, but that's fine. So all those people can get hounded, but the ones where they're making a stand and going, actually, you know, racism, this, that, everything else, we're going to make a stand against it. If you're going to clean social media up, clean it up as a whole. It's in the whole fucking package, the left versus the right and everything, and left, right, this, that, and ever. Rather than just saying, you know, this. Because if football wanted to stamp out racism, it could do it like that. Look at Sky the other day, jump on every fucking name it could find to... Mm be anti-Super League. If you put that same amount of effort 
into getting rid of racism against, and then uh, the people having a pop at all the female commentators, all that lot, they can end it overnight. They've got the power to sit there, start on Sky News, start aiming of showing people off, showing photos of people, finding, digging into people, fucking exposing these people. It would stop. But they're not going to do that because there's too much fucking revenue and everything else in it. Millwall, Man United, whoever, when they release a commercial brochure, in that commercial brochure will go, we get 8 million, 9 million exposures per week, per month on Twitter. We get X amount on Instagram. We get X amount on Facebook. We get X amount on there. They all use it as a commercial property. They've all got our emails. They can fucking send us daily emails with stuff they want us to know. They don't need social media. It's another revenue form for them. And that's the problem is that Sky, BBC, all, all the main football channels, if they wanted to, they could go after these people and and, and out them quite happily. But why it's don't they? Vir- it's virtue signalling on a grandstand scale. This is That is all it is. Yeah, it's, it's the wo- it, yeah, but it's the woke karate. Yeah, I was, and I, I was gonna. I was literally gonna say in before uh, Neil says the word woke, and I go bingo. <laughs> yeah, but, but Kevin's right. As Kevin's somebody, right. but as somebody who does get abused on social media and gets abused quite a lot on social media, just fucking ignore it. Honestly, it's. It, yeah, but it, I can understand. Yeah, it's not, me, right? yeah, it's not difficult to ignore. Do you know what gets me right? Is that Gavin's right? If I call another football fan or even one of you on Twitter a cunt, right, I'll get a ban. I'll get a 12-hour ban, a 24-hour ban, a week ban, whatever it is, right? But do you know what? These fuckers what are sitting there telling you that they're going to rape these fucking birds or they're fucking giving racial abuse to some of the black players and everyone else and, and you know, all these players, they get nothing. So I understand what they're saying, but there should be – you know, a form across it. And none of this excuse and go, oh, you know, there's too many people on the platform now and all of this lot. No, it's easy to fucking program in all the all the words you don't want on there. Do you know what I mean? And just change the words so that if these words are banned, you can't get in. Because if I say cunt, I'm getting a ban. But Your technology some, will sort it all out. Exactly. But there's some yeah. geezer sitting in a bedroom in his pants somewhere do you know what I mean? Sucking off his mum, and he can sit there and tell somebody he wants to rape him, and he don't get a ban. Sucking off his mum. His mum. I just went back to my school days. Then, do you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but sucking suck off his mum. <laughs> yeah, but it's some kind of she man. Being modern, I'm being modern, all right. <laughs> well, Honestly, it's there you go. Look, I don't. Yeah, look, Stuart got totally banned from Twitter for calling a Reading fan a gimp cunt. I mean. No, yeah, it, it, it's, it's probably fair comment. To be fair, <laughs> <laughs> should we do five minutes on tomorrow's game? Just to, yeah, not, please. Just, please. Not to change, I want to change the subject a little bit. I want to end on something, but yeah, what yeah I did we'll, at the beginning, but yeah, we'll do five minutes on tomorrow's game. I think you know we've got the resident expert here for uh, all things positive Millwall, and that's uh, Kai over there, Mister TV Millwall at Millfan TV. Um, what's your prediction for tomorrow, mate? And um, Give us a bit of insight into what kind of players you'd like to see in there. Obviously, you know, Hayden Muller's rumoured to maybe be starting. You know, what kind of um, hope you got into tomorrow's game, mate? Um, I'd love to see players that are going to be here next season play, to be honest. I think it's really important we plan for the future. Um, so if he, I think the last two games, if we see Wood start, I think we'll get a rough understanding of whether he's going to be here next year. I, I, that's what I personally believe. 
Um, I think we need to see we need to see players that are going to be here next year. So I'd love to see Keith start again, Billy, um, Evans, you know, Coops, and then I'd love to see Miller as well because I think mm-hmm. that's a, a he's a great prospect. McNamara start as well. Um, I'd love to see Mahoney giving a go as we were just saying. Um, but I'm very positive ahead of tomorrow. I think Bristol City are on a quite bad run, aren't they? Um, you know, Nigel Pearce has just been given a a, a new a, a, well, a, a longer time contract. So I'm going to go for I'm going to go for two 0 yeah, I mean, they've not been in the greatest form either, to be honest. They've only won one of their last 10, and that was um, back in March. Well, start of March, really, against Birmingham. So, I mean, I imagine it was more just kind of making sure they're secure before they offered them that contract. And obviously, he's the one they're going for for the future. But I agree with you, mate. I'd love to see Hayden Muller in there tomorrow. Uh, I'm thinking he might play right centre-half, because I can't see him playing the centre of a back three. So then I, I don't know where Romeo fits into that, because I'd like to see Romeo again in that, in that team. But I think Muller probably plays a similar position to Romeo. So it wouldn't surprise me to see Romeo play wing-back tomorrow and McNamara sit out, personally. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see Mitchell again. I agree with you. I think um, it will be interesting to see. I think uh, Tyler Bury is probably going to get a start tomorrow. I hope mm-hmm. he does, because, you know, if he's around next season, give him an opportunity to play. Um, but yeah, it should be. I hope we get a win. It would have been a nice end. I know, like the season's dwindled out to nothingness, but tomorrow would have been a decent game to go to down the den tomorrow. You know, it would, it would have been like a nice kind of season closer. You know, and then hopefully it would have been a nice send off. So hopefully they give us that via I follow. No offense, no offense to um, the boys that do the I follow commentary, but I'm hoping it's the last time I ever hear them on a game. I hope next season I'm I'm back in the den, and um, I, I hope I don't have to hear them commentate over the game anymore because it's cool. It's, it feels like it's, it's an end of the of the, the COVID era, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm positive. But, yeah, what are you hoping for tomorrow, Mickey, mate? Well, I mean, reading that news at Den, it's saying he reckons that um, Romeo possibly could be playing centre-back for the last two games. So, it'll be interesting to see there. Um, I think we'll probably get two wins and finish on a high. Um, I think it's not going to be... Um, I, don't, I, I just think they want to you know, play the games out and get and get done and finish the season as quickly, you know, as solid as they can, to be fair. Um, Got a couple of two ones in there. Stuart and uh, Gav, one after the other, both went 2-1 win tomorrow. So, positive. I mean, Barry's on something because he's gone for board with a brace and a 2-2 draw. So, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but Farson to show up last couple of games of the season, to be honest. So, you never know. You could be on site there. Um, shout out to you, Charlie, mate. Yeah, you've missed most of the show, but if you've just tuned in now, we'll also upload the show afterwards and also it'll go onto YouTube, but have a listen on Spotify if you've, uh, next time you're at work, if you want to, blank yourself out from the madness at work but yeah um what else we got uh we've got bod to finish how these two will start next season from barry i mean imagine that imagine before uh getting 15 goals next season i think i'll have to go into hiding so <laughs> I, I, yeah well i think the bavardson will start tomorrow to be honest yeah I, i've just got a I've well, you're not gonna know feeling in the pit of my stomach yeah we will do because we'll be tweeting it yeah how we are we going to get hold of the team? How are we going to get hold of it? We'll be on the website. I guarantee yeah, everything will be on the yeah, website. Yeah, in the old way. Yeah, with the BBC. And I guarantee you that, that the snake hall. Do you remember, yeah. do you boys remember the code for on uh, Teletext? Is it 301 or something? Or 312 yeah. or something to get the team? Yeah, it'll be on the BBC's website. Look at Kai's face there when I said Teletext. Uh, you ever heard uh, of Teletext? No, I, right? no, no, I have a clue. <laughs> he glazed yeah. over, didn't you see, he? You see, I think, you see I, listen. I, I personally don't think he'll make that many changes. I think he's... I, I think that... Uh, I think the chances of him... Uh, making wholesale changes I don't think will happen I think that Muller will play I think Bury will play um, just for if, just, sorry just for 
Just for MSC 885. The Black Hive started today at yeah. three o'clock, fella. Um, it's already in blackout. They're no longer posting until Tuesday morning. I think one minute past midnight, Great. Tuesday morning. Um, just for Kai, um, Teletext, when, when we were younger and we weren't necessarily going to games or whatever, used to sit in front of a TV set with pressing buttons and yeah. pressing reveal and pressing refresh, refresh, refresh. 316. I'm telling you, 316 with championship scores. I remember you know when you watch... What you're doing now is, you know, when you watch BBC the the final score, and they yeah. have that teleprinter, and it comes up with one nil, and it starts moving up like that. Well, teletext was like that, like a a real shit computer, and basically everything was dot matrix all the way down it, and it kept moving, and you'd press certain buttons to see different bits of the news, and you'd have to go onto another page, <laughs> go onto a Millwall Pacific page, or go into this page, and that's how you used to watch your game. You used to sit there with a radio on. Or you'd sit yep. there watching it on teletext. I um, thought it wasn't a thing. Or, or yeah. probably Neil, Neil's more that age when you used to have to find out everything from the pink paper, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you used to get the pink, you have the football yeah. pink, the green yeah. on, uh, okay, sports report, I don't know sports report at five o'clock. Yeah. Uh, or failing that, you have to <laughs> wait the match of the day or even the Sunday papers. Yeah. What's the result? Yeah. yeah, sometimes, what? yeah. If you, if you missed the football results and yeah. you didn't have a football paper or you couldn't get a football paper, you virtually had to wait until the Sunday morning to find out what had happened. <laughs> and, and the way you knew the football season was starting was in the Sunday paper, Got the good. friendly results were put in. And that's how you need a football season was about to start. Just a mention um, before we go, I'm going to hand over to Mickey as well to end us out on here. But um, Dave's asking a couple of times where we're going to finish next season. We'll do an end of season show um, and we might do it live if there's enough, uh, like, you know, enough people asking for it. But we're hoping to do, you know, end of season bits and bobs to go out on our channel and also on Spotify for our podcast and Apple podcast. So, yeah, we will be do- talking about where we think next season and obviously, you know, <laughs> ending up the season here. So, um, yeah, go on, Mickey, mate. Just- just Thank one about. before I finish. Listen, oh. um, go on, mate. Listen, if you go on our website, there's a button there where you can leave us a voice message. So it, it's just simply go on the website on the phone, um, click it. It uses your phone record. Record the name how it's said properly. Come then, if, if if everyone's saying it, all four badly. of us. Come on. I think it's Bury. I would say Bury. Mickey, yeah, I, I think say, say Bury. Yeah, yeah, I say. Yeah, I'd say Bury as well. Yeah, I don't know. Bury as well. I'd say Bury. Anyway, I'm almost certain that the I Follow guys say Bury as well. The I Follow guy is called Romeo, freaking Romero, Romeo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's even worse when the Northerners with the list. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Berry because I think of Berry the football. Or Bury, I wouldn't think I wouldn't say that either. So you know, I, I don't know. I think Bury, you're right. You're right. Maybe I don't yeah. Know. But and also, you, um, you, you might what? be worth getting on in a future show, mate, because you seem to know the youth very, very well. So, um, so yeah. Do you look, Eric Cantona or Cantona, as yeah. people used to call him. Everybody called him Cantona. And they, they? and come on, let's be honest. Jimmy Abdu's name is Jimmy Abdu, not Najim. It's it's Jimmy. So you know, it's just we take the options. Well, you know, it's just, that's it. So um, anyway, oh, making that takes out, mate. Make two things. Out, I've got two things. One thing first is that most of you um, of a of a certain age will probably know um, Mark Cole. Is it Mark Cole? Yeah, Mark Cole, who used to work at Millwall in the um, in the commercial department. 
Um, his boy, unfortunately, has been struck down with cancer again. He's got cancer again. This time he's um, undergoing some um, really aggressive uh, cancer treatment. Uh, there will be a link on our website over the weekend. Um, but there is a, a tweet I posted yesterday, if you look for our feed, there is a tweet with the links to the GoFund page and a bit more detail of, of what's going on. Um, he's only 36, not an age. Um, we know cancer's a cunt. Uh, I can say that on here. I can't say that on Twitter without getting banned. Um, and, and, you know, he needs some support. They're a massive Millwall family, huge Millwall family. Those of you who's, who's ever brought commercial tickets, birthday, um, you know, mascots, sponsorship, that lot over the last 20 odd years or so would know his dad. Um, and, and, you know, they're a, a top, top Millwall family. I've got a couple of things planned where we're going to um, do some auction somewhere. I've got a load of um, match-worn Lionesses shirts I'm going to dig out over the weekend and, and put a shirt out for auction to try and raise him some money. And the only other thing, um, what I just wanted to sit there and say and raise, which most people have, is, um, you know, rest in peace to that, that lad, Jimmy. Uh, or was known as Jimmy. I'm not going to attempt to embarrass myself by trying to um, say his name. Um, you're a true hero, fella. You know, midnight in the Thames, you just fucking jumped in the Thames to rescue a woman who jumped off it, and unfortunately, you lost your life. Um, that, to me, is the art of uh, a, a selfish act of of a true hero, and hopefully um, you get honoured for that and, you know, Massive um, condolences and respect to your family and friends going through a hard time at this time. But you know what, mate? You're a fucking hero for, for not even thinking and jumping in the Thames because I'd never, ever jump in the Thames, mate. Um, you know, the, yeah. So hats off to you, mate. Um, rest in peace. And uh, yeah, I think I'm done, mate. Cool. I mean, yeah, great words, mate. And obviously, words I echo with you completely. And I'm sure the other two are the same. Uh, Kai, thanks for coming on as always. And thanks for having us on your podcast. Uh, on your YouTube channel, mate, and um, hopefully we get you on again next week. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed it. And Fish Neil, next week. Neil, I look forward to hearing a review on your Cornish passage next week, mate. So um, I'm looking forward to that. We want to see Definitely him as well. Mate. We want a tape measure. We want to see him, <laughs> and we want want one in the microwave, one in the oven, and one cold. And we want to know what the taste difference That's is. It. You'd never, ever, 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 ever microwave an oggy. Yeah, <laughs> you're a fucking heathen. Simpson, a fucking he's Greg's. Greg's, <laughs> you don't even lick your ass with Greg's down here. I mean, I, I, wouldn't, li- I, wouldn't, listen to, I wouldn't listen to um food instructions or food advice from Mickey because he has chips in his uh, with his curry. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> right. and that's out of curry house as well. So, uh, <laughs> because I don't have rice, I don't eat pila rice, I don't eat boiled you know, rice, neither do I, and yeah. I eat chili naan, you know, I eat life. fowls. And, and I eat chips with next them. Year, chips next year, next year, next year, next year, next year, next next year, 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 what do you mean? What do I have on my Chinese? You would have red. You would have red sauce, brown sauce, any kind of. Com- I don't have any fucking condiments. I don't condiments. go on the internet. Do you know what I mean? 
Brown sauce right. goes in bacon. It goes on chips or sausage sandwiches. Ketchup stays in the cupboard and stays there forever. I'm, I'm, a, brown sauce on, I'm a brown sauce and a bacon sandwich, to be fair, so I'll give you that. But, yeah, I'm going to end it on that because otherwise I'll be probably going to get some food myself in a minute. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll leave it there, guys. We'll be back on Sunday or potentially Monday because we'll be recording a post-match uh, review of the game. And, um, yeah, look out for that. So, yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Leave a review if you're new. Be sure to like the video and we'll be back soon. Thanks, everyone. funding up to $10,000 available through net credit. Our online application process was designed to get the money you need quickly if approved. You can borrow an amount that meets your needs and repay in a way that works for your financial situation. And we report on-time payments to credit bureaus so you can build credit history as you repay. See what net credit can do for you today. Check your eligibility without affecting your credit score at netcredit.com. All net credit loans and lines of credit are offered by a member of the net credit family of companies or one of our lending partners. Visit netcredit.com partners for more information. Picture this, you're fully immersed in your podcast because in the back of your mind, you're not trying to recall when that deadline was supposed to be or stressing to keep everyone updated on next steps. MeetMonday.com, a work management platform that makes having peace of mind easy. With Monday.com, all your work lives in one centralized place. You can automate updates to keep team members up to speed and ensure nothing falls through the cracks, even while you're enjoying your favorite podcast. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.